0: Previously on Gresh and Fourier. I
1: cannot believe the hypocrisy that is coming out of this city related to Travis Kelsey and all his grandstanding, you know, I told you so moments when they put a microphone in front of his face on a national stage. This is how you, the Patriots, sound to other people. Like, with all that success the Patriots have had for all those years, like, cre- creating self-doubt, creating narratives that don't exist. Like, this is what we, I'm part of this, we did for years
0: this is Gresh and Fourier of
1: all of the years of being exposed to Bill and understanding how this guy dots eyes and crosses T's and leaves no stone unturned that shot and that was something that right from the get-go as the offseason progressed I thought he has to have some kind of move up his sleeve that he's gonna pull out as far as the offensive coordinator is concerned
0: Andy Gresh
1: coming in I feel very confident as far as like the team the chemistry and, and who we are we just gotta get you know the baseball part of
0: it the right way and uh, if we do that, we're going to be a okay. Christian Fourier. How do you see them matching up? Really not necessarily now because the Celtics are a bit shorthanded, but down the road come playoff time.
1: This deal is a test, filling each other out. And yes, the Boston Celtics, Hannah, are playing lights out basketball, very confident in a team on the mission. But let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Now they're adding Jay Crowder. Milwaukee Bucks doing this trade are setting themselves up to make a great Eastern Conference Finals. And yes, Hannah, I said it. Boston and Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. So this is just a preview.
0: Gresh and Fourier right now. Patrick Mahomes, for me, is now in the
1: conversation with Joe Montana, now in the conversation with Tom Brady. And no, he's not close to the go yet. But when you look at the way this man plays the game, as opposed to the talent that anybody else has ever played it with, he's already the best we've ever seen.
0: On WEEI.
1: Shut up, Brian Clark. We'll uh, get to that later. Uh, see. I don't know if I can wait. I don't, don't really know. I don't even really know if I can wait. I'm going to screw everything up today. I can feel it. I'm fresh. I feel good. I'm lighter. I feel faster. I'm. I fresh, have a great attitude. I feel good. I feel lighter. I feel lighter. I was going to start the show talking about how just how uptight I am, or was. Oh. Until I just had a nice little release, and uh, now you I took feel, a. You took a Nick right? I did. I took a, a big one. I. Multiple courtesy flushes on an industrial size uh, pooper. Good lord! Okay, that's the way we're what starting is today. To this radio station. That's the way today. it is. I don't know what Curtis, to tell you. Curtis and Shime sock <laughs> talking sex tapes, and now you <laughs> on how you took a big Nick right before let the me show. Just, let me just handle this. before I just get it out of the way, okay? Because I I usually get influenced by what the open is, and I didn't hear the open, but I I, I heard like what Ryan Clark was saying. You're too busy losing ten pounds. Yes, and the, the, the funny thing is. It's just funny how the goal pulse will change will change in regards to Brady, his legacy, as opposed to what his legacy was becoming when he was chasing Joe Montana. When like, I go what Ryan the standard Clark. what the standard was yeah. for Brady was was a guy that won four Super Bowls was four and and now the standard is so different, even though Brady has seven Super Bowls, it's like ah, you know, let's just let's just shorten the gap. Let's make it easier, mm-hmm. let's change the narrative. Because, you know, this is the guy we want to put up on a pedestal. So let's put him up on the pedestal and let's change what we used to think was the GOAT status, greatest ever status. And, and it's, just, it's just amazing to me. It just, it's just the way it's going to be because that's Patrick Mahomes is the NFL's new two-toy. Well, look, uh, and I know that that was about Travis Kelsey and the whole greatest tight end and all that. We're so paralyzed in the moment. And last year was a perfect example. My God, we gotta change all the rules because I didn't feel good. Watching divisional round football last year with Kansas City and the fact that their opponent didn't get to touch the ball whenever they should touch the ball in overtime. And it's just like, oh my God. We just get so wrapped up in the immediacy of it all. All the rules gotta change because of last year. Meanwhile, they didn't come into effect this year. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest. Well, he wasn't the greatest last year, and you know, Josh Allen should have done this, that, and the other. I think it's just the uh, paralysis of instant analysis, where well, it's overreactionary, and then I'm sure that if you give it four months uh, with Ryan Clark, or if Gronk was sitting there on set with him, that he would lean over and touch his arm and be like, oh no, buddy, you're the greatest of you're all You're so time. funny. It's when you like, painted your body green and did that Subway commercial, well, I we were all laughing. Oh, we're so yeah. happy for you. Hey, can you give me in with Subway? Yeah. The other, the other angle is, and I'm sorry for hijacking this first segment. Well, what else? The other, the, the other, the other angle is is this the likability factor yep. with Andy Reid is so significantly different than Bill and even Brady and Mahomes mm-hmm. like if you take if you add in Jackson Mahomes you know Patrick Mahomes uh, you know brother who everybody's annoyed by and they're even annoyed by his wife for some reason or another like it maybe it'll close the gap a little bit but the likability and you know self deprecating you know personality that is Andy Reid Will automatically give them an edge that Bill and the Patriots never got. Well, we are Gresham Fourier and <laughs> you and off and running today at 617-779-7937. Good morning to uh, you Twitch Chatters, twitch.tv slash Boston W-E-E-I. Follow W-E-E-I on Twitch, and of course, you can text us at 37937. Please stop fiddling with that. Wait, just Nobody needs I to know... know what I'm doing. Oh yeah, Twitch couldn't see it. No, they or, can't. Or, nobody or, needs to know what or, I'm doing. Or, Ooh, shiny red ball. That's the, not a shiny red ball. Or the people at home couldn't couldn't hear this. Did you guys hear any of that, Turpin? I didn't. Thank to you be very honest, much. I didn't. I didn't. Billy? Am I even listening Billy's to Billy's not paying uh, attention right is, now. Billy's trying to. to Billy's trying to get everything wiped S- down and Sasha logged gray. In. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't need to look it up. I know her work. I've seen her work. You're uh, the collected works of Sasha Gray. <laughs> Sasha was trending on Twitter earlier. And well, the third one down. Make sure you're not looking at a work computer. Uh, I know that I know Turp also threw in the open there uh, some analysis of the Celtics and the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, which in most instances we'd be, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Big time game tonight, baby. Yeah. Yeah, Eastern Conference (sighs) Championship preview. That's what you're thinking. That was what you were waiting for. And for you Twitchers, it'll probably uh, be popped up there soon that uh, this is not – some version of the Celtics will be in Milwaukee tonight. So Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown are both out. Marcus Smart still dealing with his injury. Jalen Brown's got a broken face, Uh, and I know that he was getting fitted for a mask because I saw a photo of Marcus Smart with the mask on as well. fan of the opera mask. There's going to be a big transition there for Jalen Brown. Uh, Jason Tatum is doubtful tonight with a non-COVID illness, so he's got the trots or whatever. Uh, Grant Williams is questionable. He has elbow swelling. Which elbow, I guess, would be the question. And uh, Robert Williams is questionable with an ankle, and Brogdon is probable with an Achilles. Whew. Okay, so it's funny because uh, we've been praising this team the the past week for like the depth being able to kind of shine, right? Derek White shining, Sam Hauser shining. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams, all these guys that are normally come off the bench and have a limited role are suddenly finding themselves in this starting position where they're actually starting and making a difference and they're playing against teams that, you know, like, what? No, I'm chuckling because game dog 888 with the Sam Howell's are going to carry them tonight. Yeah, no, no, he <laughs> isn't. That's the thing. He isn't, but he's been really good. But if he has 15 he, points, he's, he's done been, his part. <laughs> no, he's done his part. But even he, then he's, he, the point is, is that at this point in time, you're not going to, you know, surprise the Bucks with your bench and they're not going to, what they're doing right now is looking at how dangerous these guys are. They're put up a bunch of threes and uh, it just, it's just not going to have the same, same ending that I feel like they've gotten every ounce of, hey, we can carry you for a couple games where all these guys are hurt, and I feel like that comes to an end. Well, you've also got Bobby Portis and Jay Crowder who are out on the other side for Milwaukee. Middleton has been day-to-day what feels like for pretty much all season now. Uh, Apparently, Giannis is a go. Apparently, Giannis and a friend of Courtney's, Pat Connaughton, are also probable tonight. So the, the the Celtics will have a version of themselves in Milwaukee. And uh, just from the betting standpoint, to kind of let you know where uh, the smarts are thinking, it is Milwaukee minus nine, over under of 226 sitting right now. So the Celtics are massive underdogs. And of course, they should be here on this Valentine's Day because, well, they got half the roster who isn't going to be able to uh, play tonight. And oh, by the way, happy Valentine's Day for those of you who Have to celebrate, meaning you may not be as lucky as me, or my wife is like, Valentine's Day is stupid, don't do anything. Now, does she say Jesus? Now that's why I married her. Does she say it's stupid just to kind of nope? Or does she She really or is it a trap? It is is a trap, it's stupid because there's a there's a no. lot of women that say it's stupid, but it's really a trap slash test after year C we're in year thirteen. I think I passed it already. So, no, I know how she really feels about it. I don't have to do anything. So you don't get a card. You don't send her a little sticky note that says, I love you. You don't send her a heart text or anything like that. If somebody leaves some flowers around, I'll bring them home. But otherwise, that's about (laughs) it. You could say you already gave her a gift last week. She wouldn't buy that Give you an early Valentine's Day. She knows I don't get her anything for Valentine's Day. Because like the very first one, she's like, this is stupid. Don't be dumb. I'm just like, great. Thank you. I would like to think that uh, I have the same type of relationship, but yeah. just in case I'm uh, something, the nerve changes. You're, just, you're afraid. I'm afraid. is really whatever. Yes. Say it. No, afraid. I am. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not ashamed of saying. Uh, I'm not I'm nervous about it. I'm not because so- I'll get the. All oh, the kids are hungry. I'll be like, "Oh, fine, you cook," and she'll be like, "All right, let's order nah, out." I would say sixty dollars later. I should have got my ass in the kitchen, so it's easier for me to do that. Okay, to all you men out there. All you men out there right now, listen. Do you a solid? Just get something, anyways. It doesn't it costs a dollar thirty? Okay, to get a stupid little card. And there's Gresh right there. That's the right flowers. on Twitch. Okay, floor, it t- costs like a dollar thirty, maybe ninety nine cents, depending on where you're going. Just get a little card that says "I love you" or or not whatever it is, whatever you're saying is, and just put a little happy face with a heart. It covers all your bases. That's it. That's all you got to do. You're if, covered. Uh, just do it. I'm just telling you, just do it. You'll you'll thank if, me tomorrow. If uh. If you relate, if you're a dude and you manage your relationship so poorly that you have to go overboard or even do no, anything not for overboard, Valentine's not Day, overboard, then you're doing it wrong. Well, I would say, when in doubt, you never know. Just it costs you a dollar. <laughs> 30. Radio that's chick eighty one, Foyer, where you been? Cards are like five dollars minimum now, man. Well, I make my own cards. Well, oh, oh, I <laughs> yeah. would love to see one of those. <laughs> I'm gonna do that it while we're great. at the show. <laughs> you trying to fold the? When can- you got yes. some? We got some nice construction no, paper. I take you that your paper green, right out there. The printer you got, paper. Got your green you color in the lines. Got your crayons no, out no, there as well. No, it's it's the thought that counts. So I take the printer paper that's right there, right out there in the hallway. I take a big, I write a little Happy Valentine's Day. I make a little heart, little arrow through oh, it, yeah. and I write a little cute little message. Sure. That's what I do, and that's then what I do. And then it'll be uh, Christian live reading a minute. I can't think. It'll have something to do with Northeast men's health. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, something you know, to it'll, that effect. It'll end up being a $10 bill that you'll draw to be able to yeah. bet on To uh, to be able to bet on FanDuel eventually. Sure. Yeah. You'll draw like a wiener on there for no, the, uh, for I'm the not blue not pills, right? No. Yeah? And then uh, what else has he got? I can't remember. Happy What's... Valentine's Day. Aren't you glad my hair's grown in and my testosterone's oh, through yeah, the roof? yeah, that's right. Aren't you glad? How sexy am I now? Aren't you glad I'm not bald and <laughs> yeah. I'm not and 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 I walk in with a hat? And rack. My tea is high. That's right. No, oh, baby, hey, baby, high. I made sure I got my tea checked so I can go all night long. Right. Meanwhile, 9:30. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> she sends a picture out of you passed out you know, on the couch, she does like snoring to do that. away. Yeah. Well, you thing. do look silly. Well, I mean, I don't. Listen, you should be taking pictures of people when they're sleeping. It's like when they're, they're, they're at their most vulnerable. Here we go. The eight six zero. Gresh, I'm lucky like you. My wife said she'd punch me if I got her anything for Valentine's. That's the exception to the rule. That is the exception to the rule. Most guys don't have that type of relationship. And then if the guys think they have that relationship, in order just to cover your ass, I'm just saying, spend four bucks, whatever. Okay. The cards that I get are homemade. I make my own card. I put a little heart and a happy face and okay. a little, nice little message. So here's Takes the two thing. seconds. And even those in the Twitch chat are on this, and I kind of co-sign. By the end of the four hours today, you need to have this card made. I will. So that way you can show everyone on Twitch yeah. what you come up with. All right, give me some crayons. Oh, here we go. Now he's got to find. Uh, where's Ken Laird? I need, I some, need some crayons. I need highlighters. Some, highlighters work I really well. I need highlighters, magic markers, and crayons, okay. please. All right. Do you want? Do you, do you need one with the bod the the pencil sharpener, nope. crayon? No. Nope. Again, it doesn't we have, have to be. We gotta find the pen with the four colors in one pen. Yes, That's what I would really? love. I would love that too. Thank, you. Thank uh, you. Bruins are in Dallas tonight. It is the siblings trip. We'll uh, get in some funny audio from the Martians a little bit later on. Uh, and by the way, AJ Greer's brother. I don't know the uh, I don't know the lad's name, but the photo is out there. Of AJ Greer, like dressed up, getting ready to go on the, uh, getting ready to go on the bus to go to the junket to be able to uh, hop on the plane and all that stuff, you know, down to uh, Dallas. G- Greer's brother's fantastic, work boots, blue jeans, and he's got his like food or whatever in like a rolled up IGA supermarket bag. So it looks like he's got a snack. It literally looks like the guy just got the whistle blew at noon, and then the guy drove over to the garden to hop on. It is glorious. I love it. It's fantastic. We'll get to some of the sibling stuff. We'll also talk about uh, rebuilding the Patriots roster. Super Bowl did crazy ratings, and Rihanna did even more. Fourier's got a problem with Roger Goodell. We will get to that. Baseball's right around the corner. we got to look at the silly rules, and Tom Curran with us at noon, and that is pretty
0: Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com Now, back to the guys. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI.
1: that direct TV box to my right here, Fourier, for Are you those gonna... watching on Twitch? I'm ready to about rip that thing out of the wall and throw it in the trash. It won't turn on. It won't do nothing. You can't get up to it to try to unplug it to reboot it or nothing like that. It's been crazy for two weeks now. Will a baseball bat help it? Uh, Maybe will that make know it work? Actually, yes. I've actually seen that. Well, you should try it. You want to you grab that plastic bag. Right no, no, no. There. I got a putter right here. Oh, that's that'll, even better. Okay, that'll, let's that'll try that. That'll help it out. Usually, usually. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. There's a new uh, cable box for Gresson. Yeah, yeah, hey, you can see, see it. So from the wide shows. shot, you can see that, yeah, you can see that we got the all Twitch. Oh, yeah. stories. In. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, watch we all, all have stories. T- we going to have Twitch on for you, and then, yeah. no, we just try to have both ESPNs and Good Morning Football, and we have a... A TV that has been pretty much just dark the whole time, and you try to toggle through all the inputs as well and hope I it would pops say the last on. person who touched it probably broke it, and that would be you. You're how like, do you you're, know, that I'm, the, la- I'm the one who you are the last person. What really? happened to this? I'm the one a, who a a guy fixes like everything you. when people no, can't figure out how to make their no, headphones work. What, what you do is what you just did just now, like, you're like, like you're like my wife. When the TV doesn't work, she starts pressing all the buttons, to, and then 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 it gets completely no, discombobulated, because, you know, and then no, then it takes me two hours to fix it. Like that, like that box. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but normally when you press a power button, yep, it what turns happens? on. Yep. Can we start there then? Genius? Call call Mingles. Mingles even Mingles couldn't figure this out. No, what Mingles would be able to do would be to turn the uh, satellite TV dish a little bit so that we stop getting signal loss on one of these. That's the one thing the Mingles would be able to do. Well, there, you, there you go. It's back. Oh yeah, it's back. It's gonna flicker like crazy. Yeah. Like we'll be watching the combine, and it's gonna be uh, all over yeah. the uh, all over the place. But I feel like you're in a bad mood now. Uh, no, I'm in a great mood. I know you are because you, you <laughs> lost ten pounds before you came in here, as established at the uh, beginning of the show. Uh, but Kyrie Thompson has a story up at weei.com about taking the Philadelphia blueprint, and that is the way the Patriots should go about uh, building their team. You can check that out from Kyrie weei dot com. Uh, I don't subscribe to uh, I don't subscribe to it because. I don't think Bill Belichick will ever say, you know what, that 14th pick, it's got to go for a wide receiver, meaning that you're going to go trade for one or that there's going to be some kind of move to now might be more of a Devontae Parker type move where, you know, you want to give up maybe a middle round pick since you have a couple. Maybe that's the way to go about it. But just on the surface, Fourier, in building this roster, You and I talked about it yesterday. You said, were the Patriots competitive? Yes, they were. They were competitive in games. This is not a bottom-of-the-league type roster. However, you know you got to get things right, and that's where Bill O'Brien comes into play. But when it comes to retooling or restocking the roster, is it really that complicated for Bill Belichick? No, no. And I think a lot of people are going to be – over analyzing this roster and what they need to do wholesale changes completely get you know i I don't they're not in bad shape. they don't I don't think they have a terrible roster. no, I don't. I'm with you. do I think they need uh, I keep going back to the obvious things first of all, they they have better coaching. they'll be better with even if if they didn't make any changes whatsoever, they would be better even if they don't add anybody if they keep everybody on the defense, everybody in the offense special teams player, they will be better. They will win more games just if they just leave it as is. So for me, I'm like, all right, so how could I make it better? What what can I add? What is available to me? Who is dead weight? Who's got an attitude problem? That's really what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the guys that have an attitude problem that don't really want to or may not be able to really be coached by Bill O'Brien. Okay, would you still consider Trent Brown one of those guys? Yes. Or do you... Well, I'm not coaching Trent Brown. I'm done with Trent Brown. I think they should be done so with Trent Brown. So you don't give Adrian Clem a chance to be able to connect with Trent Brown. Whereas, I can understand Trent Brown being, you know, the little bit that we know of the guy. I can understand him being like, I'm going to listen to Matt yeah. Patricia. Whereas, oh, I'm going to listen to a guy that played in the league. And a guy was drafted by Bill, and somebody that was coached by Scar. You know the all of the links of the when Trent Brown was at his best. That's what was in place. You had Bill Belichick here. You had Dante Scarnecchia. There was a lot of respect, and Trent Brown was playing for his money. Like Trent Brown's cap number this year is twelve million, but he's only getting about four million in salary, or right around there, according to uh, Spot Track, who does it. Yeah, so it's a for Trent Brown. It's a $12.1 million cap hit and it, $4 million in straight-up salary. I, I, I tell you what. With a million-four roster bonus. The, so he's got about $6 million in the game or $5.5 in terms of what he would be playing for this year. The thing that I have with Trent Brown is you mentioned Dante the one of the best to ever do it. Mm-hmm. Master motivator can, can get as much out of – can get every last ounce of talent out of the player that he is coaching. That's what I believe. If you think uh, – he will bring you to your ceiling. Sometimes he may even bring you above your ceiling, which is what I thought he did with Trent Brown. Uh, but he just takes too much of my time and energy. I have to monitor his weight, his attitude, everything. To me – He's a type of player that just wears a coach out. But can you afford to move on from someone like Trent Brown before you even get into free agency or the draft process? I think Or do you have to make him sit and wait and say, I've got the answer. Now I can let this guy how go. How desperate, how much how badly do they need Trent Brown? Well, right now, your two tackles that are on the roster, and again, I'm just going by spot track and now yeah. they're following all the contracts. You have Trent Brown and Andrew Stuber. Now, a lot of people think Stuber is going to be competitive or right tackle. He was the late-round draft pick from Michigan who went on non-football injury list. There were a lot of people saying, hey, listen, he's a super late-rounder, but this guy might be able to come in and play. And you have on Wenu and Strange, and then you have uh, David Andrews, Chasen Hines, Cody Russey. Yeah, a bunch and of I'm people sure that nobody wanna, really knows about. And if you want to re-sign a Ference, I'm sure he'll be more than willing to come oh, back yeah. for another year. Yeah. So there are those. But but basically right now, you have Brown, on Wenu, Strange, and Andrews, and those are the four guys you think you can count on. I just personally, I think I'm done with the Trent Brown experience, and and when you hear talking to people in San Francisco, how we kind of end, how that ended there, um, and then uh, how we kind of his first year back, he was fine, and then last year, I just expected a guy who is a veteran to be better than he was, to be more accountable than he was, to be, hey, I know I'm not getting the best coaching, but I've seen this look a thousand times, and I'm going to make sure we get it right. Even though the coaching is a little off, that 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 was my angle with him. Mm-hmm. I feel like out of all the players, he let you down the most. Out of all the players on offense, I felt like he let you down the most, based on the fact that he's got a young rookie next to him who was struggling and floundering most of the time. And any outside blocking technique or movement from, or you know, blitzes from depth or twist or movement from the defensive line. He, he always left Cole Strange out to dry. It was like, I'm just going to worry about myself. And it always ended bad. And teams kept doing it and doing it. He never fixed it. So for me personally, I'm done with the Trent Brown experience. I'm done with the weight clauses. I'm done with monitoring his attitude, his, uh, you know, his weight, and keeping him at, at a respectable level and keeping him engaged. So if they are done with Trent Brown – then I think you've got to redirect your thoughts on free agency well, pretty quickly. Then. Not hold you on. per se, the royal you, you. Okay, that's me. Okay. I'm what keeping, do you think? I'm keeping You're him. You're keeping him. him. I'm, I'm only okay. keeping him, but I'm hoping that I so, can find someone to replace him. The hope has to be, look, there are not a lot of people who are that size and who have that level of experience that are walking around on the planet right now that you can get for under $6 million. So the money has to be a part of it, and they basically set this up to where it would be even Steven. If they did get rid of the guy, the cap stain that would be left over would be offset by basically what they owe the dude. So they could let him go, and it would just be a cap stain, and here we go, and that's it. But you kind of need this guy at this point. Like right now, this team can't say we're so we're so set in the offensive line that we can just move on from Trent Brown and let him go out into free agency. I I, I, I can't. As much as I was down on the guy and he played terrible, and a uh, you know ninety five percent of what you said about Trent Brown, I agree with. I just don't know from a roster building standpoint if this team has the luxury to do that right now. Well, and that may be it because they they may have to say, "Listen, we, we we're going to need to kind of force him to change and go back to the ways that he was before he signed that big contract with uh, with Oakland. Not Oakland it was well it was oak it was the Vegas Raiders, right? He signed that big contract with with the Raiders. He left here and went to the Raiders. Yeah, right. and then you know he just flat out said, "I ain't playing." He gained a bunch of weight and different situation. So he comes back here, has one good year, and then it just changes again. So maybe he can be fixed. I think that's the better question. Can Trent Brown be fixed? You have to build it as if he can be, but be prepared if you can't save him. Does that make sense? Like he, well, you're you, going to put the effort in. You got it. yes. You yeah. have to put the effort in to try to see if this guy responds to, because look, I think just Bill O'Brien alone, him walking in the door, like Trent Brown to me, I think is about if I respect you, I'm gonna play for you. And in San Francisco, it was he he, uh, he wasn't playing great. There were questions about effort, but he came here because, like you said, it was the last year of the deal. He had something to play for. He's also a 30 year old guy going into the last year of his deal year here, where hopefully there are people that he respects. Because last year, the only if we're gonna be fair to Trent Brown, the only person that in theory he would have reported to other than Bill Belichick was Matt Patricia. Yeah, no. And, okay, and so Matt so Patricia can only make motivate somebody to go to the drive through. You're right. There's, there's a list of offensive players. When I, when I look at who has a lot to prove, who has to make up for just a debacle of a year. Trent Brown is one of them. Mac Jones is the other one. John O Smith is the other one. Uh, who's where Nelson Aguilar is gone. So that not worried about him um oh, Kendrick, Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne Redemption is another story. one is and, and, and to a to a degree Devonte Parker to a slighter smaller degree Devontae Parker mm-hmm. um but yeah and, and you listen I'm sure Mac is probably first um, Trent Brown is, is a strong number two. But a lot of people with Mac Jones, it is the coaching, and it was the scheme, and it was everything that he well, was doing. Well, you can blame it with. on everybody then. Well, no, but I do think that in terms of Mac Jones, look, if you think that the guy isn't good, then you think the guy isn't good, and you're in the Wiggy camp and you can't be talked to. But I would like to think that an overwhelming majority of Patriot fans are listening to us right now have a lot of faith that Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones will end up working well together and that you get back to something closer that was the rookie year or even better than the rookie year. I mean, you, really, you know what you kind of hope for? Is that there's a Trevor Lawrence-type bounce for Mac because last year was so bad. He was so poorly coached. He was in such a terrible system. There can only be one way to go. And that is up for Mac Jones, and I think a lot of people are automatically assuming that having Bill O'Brien around will kind of pretty much take care of that. I, in terms of I, I think that's a no-brainer. No-brainer. I think that's a no-brainer. Trent so Brown, if I, it's up in the air, I just The John thing with, 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 with yes, yeah, I just like I have I have the least amount of faith in John Smith. I do. I have the least amount because he was terrible with Josh McDaniels. He was struggling with McDaniel's, and he's not a rookie. He was a veteran player that got paid a lot of money, and he he still struggled under the best set of circumstances. He was worse last year, so what do I expect from him this year? So suddenly the light is going to go on. Hunter Henry's been good, underutilized, underrated. Also, he's not a you know a number one tight, a top five tight end in the league, but he's easily a starter on uh, all day long. Easily a starter. But you know he's not running a four-two. He's not all physically gifted like Johnu Smith. But he's consistent and you can count on him. So I don't worry about him. And then you do the backs are fine. You got to find yourself a more of a I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say like a, a you know Shane Vereen type, a Kevin Falk type. But you do need a significant, obvious third-down situational back. Here's what it Get is back when to you, that. Ruth. when you look at this roster, there are and people might disagree with this at 617-779-7937, there isn't a glaring hole. You need another tackle, there's no question. And you would love to find another wide receiver. And you'd like to maybe have another corner and maybe a different kind of matchup linebacker. But when you look at the core... And you look at what is already on the roster in terms of what you've got at safety. Like at corner, Jalen Mills, Marcus Jones, Jack Jones. Those are three guys you can go to battle with right now. You know, you've already got your linebacking group set. You know where you're at at defensive line. I mean, again, Godshaw, Guy, Barmore, throw LeBron Ray in there, or Sam Roberts or someone like that. You need to add depth, there's no question. But in terms of if you were to say, do we have – 40 guys on the roster right now that we know are going to make it, kind of think they do. So do I. And that number might be short. So, therefore, it's not a rebuild. It is now how do we find the right pieces that we need? How do we find upgrades that we need? But here's the other thing, too. What did the Patriots look at last year with their roster and say, this is what we think we need? Because we can look at it on the outside, and if we said, what do you think is the biggest need? There would be some people who would say quarterback. Everybody would be like, well, you got to go get Justin Jefferson. Trade the whole draft for him. You know, something silly like that. I really wonder, though, if you ask Bill Belichick, what's your number one draft need? It might be different than what we think. It might be. Well, I would say that uh, because sometimes I feel like they go for need because they kind of confuse me based on need and best available. When does need match best available? Yeah, so I feel like there is part of that. Cause I, cause some teams are hey, we need a, we don't have a left tackle, right, and we're just gonna take one, Wh- whoever, whoever the best yeah. one's there, we're yeah, taking, them we're gonna take this that number. guy. Doesn't right. matter. We think th- we think three guys are good. We'll take all of them. We'll just it depends on when they fall. When you draft for need, you normally draft for someone else because you're not gonna be there soon enough to be able to see that you made a mistake, or it'll be glaring you made a mistake. And your see, ass I, is I think fried. that I don't know. You tell me. I feel like they they list the top fifty guys coming out of the draft in order correct regardless of their need here are the right. 50 best players here's the best player on the board oh he's a center well we think he's the best football player on the board all right and then they just and then they just here and then here they come well we need a quarterback like with, with Mac Jones if they needed a quarterback they're going to take one no matter what so he was the best available at that point that's the need met that was an obvious they're yeah, taking a the quarterback now that was the perfect I one. think it's I think they will adjust their board First of all, obviously, it'll depend on who they get in free agency, and then they'll sit there, and they'll use that best 50 players, and they'll take the best one. That's what I think they'll do, because I think they could camouflage the rest. I agree, and when you look at the cap situation, there's a couple of places that you could go to free up some money, but on the whole... Their, their cap situation is not that bad. We're going to slide over to the Bruins next because they are in action in Dallas. They lost to Washington on Saturday, and it is the siblings' trip, which Fourier is all about. We'll get to all that next.
0: WEI. Weei New England Sports Original. No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI.
1: Thought our effort was good. Um, you expect it to be a little sloppy. It was sloppy in the first. We got better as we expected to get better. I thought we you know, we were, uh, were really good in the second. I didn't love the beginning of our third. Uh, you know, but still the effort's there. The execution's gonna come. Um, you know, we're not happy with the loss, obviously. <laughs> That is Jim Montgomery after Saturday's Bruins lost to Washington, 2-1 at the Garden. 1048, Gresham Foyer here with you. Look at that, huh? We're going to get to uh, Super Bowl ratings and uh, something that is bothering Foyer coming up. Uh, we do see you on the phones. We're coming to you at 617 nine seven ninety three seven. 937 So tonight, the Bruins are in Dallas. Where uh, the Bruins are a skinny, skinny favorite. Minus 120 on the money line. If you want the puck line, you can lay the goal and a half to get plus 215 on the Bs. And the over-under is at 5.5. And, and for the Bruins, they're not going to get back Jake DeBrusk tonight. On Thursday... Uh, They are expected to get Jake DeBrusque back. I do believe it is in Nashville on Thursday. So DeBrusque coming back obviously sets that top line and gets uh, DeBrusque back up there. And I personally, Fourier, I think it's going to be big for Taylor Hall for DeBrusque to come back. There's been a lot of moving around on the lines and things like that. And, you know, you're trying to manage to get to the end of the season with some of these older players. We know the trade deadline is coming up, but – Uh, Getting Jake DeBrusque back will actually settle down the lines, and I know since DeBrusque has been dinged up, Hall's production has kind of fallen off a cliff a little bit, so I never thought I would be sitting here saying, boy, getting Jake DeBrusque back would be big for the other lines, but that appears to be the way it is. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because they've lost four of the last five cause for cause for concern or just the the way it, the, the way of the injuries affecting everybody so dude, don't panic right no i think there was a little bit of the end of the all-star break and even jim montgomery said once the all-star break came hey listen we need a break you know the the bruins have played at such a high level that I don't think this is like the dot com boom where it's a bubble that's necessarily going to burst. I believe this team is for real. I don't know if they're going to blow doors and win the president's trophy by, you know, 25 points or something crazy. That ultimately doesn't matter. Be the best team in the east, lock up the number 1 overall seed, win your division, all that kind of stuff. Those are the thing it, it ultimately I think it takes care of itself. Personally, I feel like more of what has gone on in four of the last five you know, tricky spot coming back. Teams have been back for a week. Bruins had extended time off. Going into the break, you're trying to take care of some of your older players. I'm not panicked by it. But then again, Mark and Medford's got some concerns with the Bruins' aggression. Fourier, hello, Mark. Yeah, hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I, right now, four out of five, they, they lost, yes. I'm not too concerned, but the one thing that does concern me a little bit is that those games that they lost were all playoff teams. Now, mind you, if they, if they end up getting Washington or Pittsburgh in the first round in a seven-game series, I'm not concerned about those, th- those two teams. But if Florida happens to leapfrog one of them and they're going to play the Panthers and then in the second round they're going to play a, a Toronto or a Tampa, then they're going to be put to the test. They need to beat these teams now just to show that, okay, we can hang with the, with the Canes We can hang with the the lightning, because if not, we might be looking at another second-round exit, guys. Well, Mark, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to go there, and I understand the concerns. I think what we're about to do for the next two weeks is a little bit of kind of extra hand-wringing, and you're waiting for the trade deadline in that first weekend of March. There's been lots of rumblings about Jacob Chitrin and people like that. I don't know if the Bruins are going to be shopping in the, you know, the high end part of the mall. I think that would be more of like the mall kiosks in the middle that the Bruins will be able to shop and kind of add some depth a little bit. Unless there is some sort of unbelievable move out there where the Bruins get somebody to play ball, maybe from a salary standpoint, or they end up trading someone off this roster that actually makes a couple of bucks and you're upgrading that way in terms of someone on your active roster right now. But I I wonder if the next couple of weeks there's going to be a lot of hand-wringing and hoping that Don Sweeney can find something just to give this team an extra little shove here down the stretch. Yeah, and I think that they would all appreciate that. And I, I know when you look at the four of the five losses, um, three of them in a row came uh, on the road. Maybe anticipating the bye week, sorry, the All Star weekend. So they lose to the Tampa Tampa Bay Lightning three to two. Then they lose the Florida four three in overtime. They get beat up by Carolina four one. You almost saw that coming because that was you know that was a th- what was it a well it was uh, a road a trip Saturday to, yeah, yeah but back to back games. And then, you know what, uh, uh, you beat Toronto, and then you, you know come back. You're feeling good going into the break. You thought they were going to be kind of sloppy. You kind of realize that they weren't getting enough shots. Their power play isn't as good as you thought it would be, and DeBrus will obviously help with that. But I feel like this is like the the Major League Baseball scenario with um, with baseball players like during their trade deadline. If they feel like they're in it, and they and they they want help. They want like confirmation from management. Hey, we believe in you. Here is another play Well, and when you add the fact that there have been a lot of guys who sacrificed money individually to come yeah. back, I I think you are right. There is something to that. And then there are the niceties for you eh, that you can do during a season, like you know the siblings trip. And I mentioned AJ Greer and his brother, right. Well, Brad Marchand's got his brother with him, and, of course, that led to some uh, Marchand on Marchand crime uh, because we learned that Marshy apparently loves poetry, according to his brother.
0: Tell us something about your brother we don't know. Um, he's big into poetry. loves poetry, Shakespeare, reading, writing. He's in poetry clubs.
1: Poetry clubs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> First time. And yeah, you love this I love idea. It. You don't? Uh, I, I, think, I think hockey, they just do it right in so many different ways. They bring the fathers, they bring the mothers, they bring the siblings. I, I just feel like it's such a freaking long season. Yep. It's such a long season. I know you probably can't do it in the NFL because you're not traveling as much, but I think it's such a fabulous way to kind of, you know, let these guys just, I don't know, decompress from, you know, the world of hockey, re-energize with the a new visual, a new opportunity, just to kind of make this game important. You got your brother coming. You got your dad at the game. You got your mom at the game. Hey, let's make this middle of the season game, which most of us would kind of turn our t- turn our heads to, make it important. I, I think they they do they do so many things right. I, I even like the handshake line at the end of the uh, yeah, at the end of a at playoff the series. A playoff I love series. it. I love it. I'm forcing you to shake my hand and be like a good sport, right? Most guys. The Super Bowl, most guys just run off the damn field. Forget about it. I'm not shaking anybody's hand. I'm over this. Let's get the hell out of here. And there, there's the dope that sits there and goes, let me just take it all in and remember this moment for the rest of my life so it, so it never happens again. Oh, listen to you. No, I love you. it. Oh, I wasn't me. i won both of them. So what do you want me to do? You didn't take it in? You're just like, oh, it's another day. Punching the no, clock. No, oh, no, well, no. If you No, if you lose, the guys that lose, if you oh. win, you are doing snow angels in the confetti you're not leaving the field but, yeah, if, you but lose, if you lose you got to find a way to motivate yourself you think that works I think for I think for I th- Tom you know what for Tom Brady it did because that's to me Tom Brady's the kind of guy who would sit there and be like this is my first loss I am never feeling this ever again we just got done saying yesterday Brady's crack was winning Super Bowl but he never sat to out there that, on the field and like witnessed he- the Already going then on. Then, whatever it is that he would take in, I think he would take in enough to continue to motivate and fuel him. Yes, yeah. I do. I think, guys, if you lose the Super Bowl, my general w- rule would be we can't get you off the field fast enough. <laughs> and usually they get do. The hell you know what they used here. to do? They would ask Wiggy because when, when we beat Wiggy's team, I feel like oh. they took like a rope and it was like a concert yeah, where they kind they of funnel you, they funnel you towards your locker room where, hey, listen, you're not part of the party anymore but sorry we got to kick you out sorry this is only for winners that losers actually, go on this door that actually would be pretty interesting to hear from wiggy the perspective of the athlete jubilant celebrating victory and then what it kind of feels like on the other side of that and how quickly they're just like "Are right, you can get out of here now yeah like, i feel like your I feel part's like- done collect your losers check yeah. at the door and go head home it's still a lot of money but you just can't hang out here anymore you i know you don't have to go home but you can't stay here Beat a kid. No autographs. Uh, <laughs> Super Bowl apparently did some crazy ratings. Nate in the truck wants to talk about the Patriots, and uh, Foyer has got an issue with Roger Goodell that if you are a Patriots fan, I am sure you will co-sign. We'll get to all that next.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.